What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. We are brought in by the fire tones of Brian Kinsella, to whom we give all deference. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Clive. Once again, Ricky is unable to join us this week. This was actually planned well before last week, so when I said hopefully he's back, I completely forgot this was the case. So I put into motion something that uh, my guest and I have wanted to do for quite a while now since we started doing collab columns together and I'd like to welcome, if you haven't guessed already by the, the intro that we received friend of the show, the, the the Friends part of the Friends logo in the Rick and Clive Meh. podcast uh, Ray Cash, aka Rance Morris, good afternoon to you over in Fifth Ward Rance And good evening to you over in the city that has the same name as the shire you live in, but with a different letter. That drives me crazy. But It makes no sense. Look, you can explain it all you want, bro. It makes no sense. I'm sorry. That'd be like if I lived in Houston, but my state was Houston with the M. It just makes Um, no sense. Well, the N and the M is a bizarre one, I have to say. But... It's a oh, by the way, for the record, I've been telling y'all, I'm, I'm, I, I love, I love Rick. I'm easing him out the podcast, uh-huh. and it's gonna be the the Ranson Clive show. I've been trying to tell y'all for what, like a year now. Well, Ricky wants to do a Ricky and Gary Cassidy wrestling podcast, so on on the go, they can. Oh, well, he wants more to big time. Uh huh. They can <laughs> they can do the scoops, and we can do the <clears throat> the deep dives. Well, I'm, I'm, if he can move up to Gary Cassidy, I'm not mad at that. No. Uh, shout out to Gary Did he just Cassidy. get like a big promotion? Yes, he, he joined um, Inside the Ropes. That's a company that gets or tried to get Kevin Owens over recently and they've had many wrestlers in the past over, including The Undertaker. So they're actually doing a, a retro, an actual printed magazine that they're selling each month. And I think they've got quite a good readership already for it so onwards and upwards for them don't don't bring up magazines that's a sore spot for me oh. if you know you know well <laughs> I have been asking for many years and I still don't know so but that's another conversation again for another hit me day up after, hit me up after this I'll explain yeah. it to you I say this every time but we never talk about mm-hmm. it so this is actually the first of two collaborations between Rance and myself this week looking forward to we've done it now there's something else that we've got in the pipeline that's getting released on Wrestling Headlines and hopefully Chairshot Media in the near future. It'll be on Thursday on WrestlingHeadlines.com. It's a, a column that we've both been working on together, the start of a new venture. I'm um, looking forward to 
reading it again and looking forward to people's thoughts on it. So look out for that one. That was good fun. You you thoroughly enjoyed that, didn't you? I really did. And you know, we do we've been doing collabs now for a long time. Mm-hmm. But this one was like a completely different format and it was really it was really intelligent and like, you know, I felt like I had to drink a martini like shake it, not stir it with my pinky out. Like it was like really fancy. So you had to so drink good. some herba mate as well. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm aware, Edge drinks that and it makes him brainy and wide awake and alert. No? I don't know how anybody drinks it other than James Bond, but you know, more well, power to you. Herba mate is something else. It's one of those vitamins. Oh, I don't know what that is. No. Well, I'll just I'll just delete the last twenty seconds then it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm a smile and nod, but I don't. If, look, does it get you drunk? It gets you wired. It's non-alcoholic. Oh, oh, well, that's well, okay. Yeah, I definitely never heard of it. No, it's non. It's not. It's not an alcohol. It's a one of those super super potion drinks. Oh, like the ones that you drink before you start working out. They like get you like the Hulk, like uh, uh-huh. one of those. Something like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, do I look like I work out? Do I? You've got I the, don't have my you've got, Bobby Lashley physique. You've got the vest on, <laughs> right? <laughs> Enough of this. Yes, this is a vest. Yes. What did the policeman say to his stomach? You're under a vest. I don't know what he said. You're under a vest. Let's just just let's move on. <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> I'm just placing that laughing that you did to the other night. <laughs> right. Is that going to be like your your one drop you have? Uh huh. I'm, I'm going to get it ready actually. Um, so when we started doing the collab columns, I think it was the start of or the end of last year. There was a subject that we wanted to touch on, and we've skirted around the issue for some time. But I thought now was the perfect week to do it with both of us available. Ricky not here to put himself over and also in terms of this person's journey in NXT so far I'd like to do a deep dive into the the wonderful man that is Tommaso Ciampa our, one of our bays in the world of wrestling and entertainment <laughs> so this is one of those guys that we've been in love with for quite some time now Rance, would you agree? Completely agree, I mean he is like you said it perfectly. He's our bay. Mm-hmm. He's our wrestling bay. When see, there's not really a sort of timeline or structure or anything. But when would you say that he started to move apart from the pack for you? Because obviously, when he first came in, there was the stuff with Johnny Gargano. But was there a moment when you thought, "I'm going to start paying more attention to him"? For me, honestly, um. So if the the first moment that really made him catch my eye was the Cruiserweight Classic. Right. Uh, and, uh, by the way, if you guys, I was going to make a joke that we're talking about John Cena, but clearly we're not. We're talking about Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, but the, the the first moment that 
because you know he was always just Johnny Gargano's partner, mm-hmm. and I knew him from Ring of Honor as Psycho Killer, right? The 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 Sicilian psychopath. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic match kind of finally pointed me, pointed his attention to me because he demolished Gargano the entire match, and when he had the chance to put him down, he stopped. Gargano took advantage of it, and then afterwards, you thought he was about to destroy the hell out of Gargano, and he hugged him. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, oh yeah, he's gonna fuck up Gargano one of these days. <laughs> it's not gonna last very long. Yeah, and it doesn't. But, but that match was spoken before. Ricky and I have said it many times that after that match had happened, I texted him to say, "There's always a match now and again where I have to text him to say you need to see this match," and it was one of them. The last match of the first round of the tournament, even with the likes of Lindsay Dorado and Mustafa Ali and Kota Ibushi and amongst it at the start, this was the one that stood out for me. Was that the first round? Cedric? No, that wasn't the first round, but I mean, like, there was, but, so that was, that was the main event of the first round because that was the last match Mm -hmm. was Gargano Ciampa because they were the only two WWE knew, people knew, Besides the Jerry and Kendrick, but like you know, because they were currently wrestling on WWE television. Uh-huh. See, there must have been a lot of pressure on their shoulders that night because the tapings, God knows how long they lasted. But if that was the last thing taped from sixteen matches, the crowd must have been tired. So it was good to put two familiar faces in against each other, and they knocked it out of the park. But the match. There was a match in December of 2015 where Samoa Joe fought Tommaso Ciampa on TV. Just a random TV match. And they slaughtered each other. It was just a chop, not so much a chop, like a strike, open-palmed strike fest. And there was a fire in Ciampa's eyes that I hadn't seen till that point during his tag team stuff with Gargano. And this was this was still at the time when Joe, Samoa Joe was still just warming up hadn't been involved in too much and it was as if they both had a point to prove and Champa proved his point that night but I think people started to take him more seriously at that Cruiserweight Classic and this was right slap bang in the middle of their DIY's rise to the top of the NXT tag team division as well which in itself was a marvellous story I don't want to diminish Champa's DIY run by any stretch of the imagination because DIY is one of the 10 best tag teams of the past 10 years mm-hmm. like that's that's not exaggeration go look at go look at the star ratings go look at um, the, the the matches they had go look at what they did in fact go look at what they drew they drew houses mm-hmm. right um but I feel almost like Tommaso Ciampa was kind of playing Tommaso Ciampa and not being Tommaso Ciampa. Right. Because the Ciampa we knew, he could play the face, but he was never a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. He was always a, 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 a wound-up, scary, serious dude who um, enjoyed fighting and conflict and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Almost almost the Milwaukee version of uh, Oni Lorcan. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, and Gargano, his new character notwithstanding, was always like pure baby. 
like he's cut out that Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, you know, Jeff Hardy, clean cut baby face. Yes. Can't do no wrong, right? So it's like Chumpa was almost playing the role. You know, Gargano would come out all manic and crazy and, and Chomp would just walk real calm and just throw up like one finger. And it, and the matches were great, but I just knew this wasn't who he was. And for the you see you see you pointed out perfectly, you see the little glimpses of who he was come out in the Cruiserweight Classic match, especially in that Samoa Joe match. <laughs> you you can see a little bit of it come out that this is who I am. And I almost feel like he sacrificed who he was for the opportunity because he knew I might not get this again. It's very well known that when WWE brought in Gargano and Ciampa, they brought him in just to do some, just to do like some NXT work. Mm-hmm. You know, we need you for a taping, maybe two tapings. Need we got we need you as a jobber. You're a name, and then they kept their big names. You know. Gargano was PD, the PWG champion, Evolve champion. He was as big as you get on the Indies. Ciampa had been as far as you could go in Ring of Honor and all the other feds you can do that weren't WWE or Impact. And they saw they were getting some traction, and he said, well, fuck it. We got this, we got this uh, Dusty Classic coming. Why not? You want to tag? It just worked. And the rest is so, yeah, like, and had he not done that, had he stuck to who he was and said, uh, as Mil Mascaris once said, uh, no mas, <laughs> no yab. No yab, that's right. If he would have just done him, maybe he's not signed to this day. So it was probably the right decision. It probably was because, see as well, it's well documented that after his stint as a lawyer during the Undertaker, Muhammad Hassan carry on, he was like, he was just brought in as a lawyer, and then I can't remember when, but he was in bad, bad mental health, maybe 2010, 2011 or something like that, um, to the point where suicide was very heavily contemplated, and mm-hmm. with this, and it was on NXT TV that these are just two indie guys that have been put together to see how things work out, and there is probably a chance he thought, I'm just going to take whatever they give me, and I'll do with it the best I can. But from a kayfabe side of things, that that was kind of the story as well. I'll work with Johnny. We'll show them that we're good. But you saw the the individuality from him during the Gargano match with the the lungbuster power bomb, the air raid siren, um, just this explosive but furious move set that he had. And when Gargano beat him on the Cruiserweight Classic, you saw you saw that fury and his eyes just hiding behind the surface and you wondered because was this not as far as TV is concerned was this not after Gargano tapped out to de- to Revival when he could have easily reached the ropes no and this was before that just before that right okay yeah yeah I don't even think they had had their run with the Revival yet when the Cruiserweight Classic started right because they started. The, they had the Cruiser Classic match, and then the the match with the Revival that they lost at the SummerSlam Takeover that year. Is that right? Yes, that is that. Mm-hmm. It, they they wrestled them a couple times, but I know no. That's the first time. Yes, uh-huh. that's the first time because that was their big we made it moment. Because that was the night they came up with the name DIY, and that's the shirts right. were they've re- they released the shirts. Uh-huh. 
and Gargano had the music for him and everything and the new entrance and it was a big deal and these two indie kids like basically one of the marquee matches at the Barclays Mm -hmm. like it's wrestling can really make you feel like a kid again like like no other entity because you can see guys who you know gave their life for the business and watched us as children like we did and then you see them come out at their biggest moment knowing what they had to go through to get there and then you see their faces when they're like oh shit we're here Uh like it's 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 really heartwarming for me like i love those moments like ricochet at wrestlemania 35 remind me again 35 was in new york the one that ronda rousey main evented Remember that Ricochet and Alistair Black were in that Fatal Four Way tag match. Yes, but Ricochet yes, had yes. his entrance, and like he literally stood at the top of the ramp and looked for like fifteen seconds. Like, uh-huh. I'll this will never happen again. I'll this you'll never you can never replace your first time. Like those moments, like give me goosebumps. Yep, Kevin Owens just talked about that as well mm-hmm. at the WrestleMania Thirty One. He looked out and just thought, "Oh my word." That was that wasn't the biggest. It was like one of the very biggest attendances, but he just soaked it all in and thought, "I'll just stand here for a bit." So he was in the crowd at thirty-one, and ended up opening the show at thirty-two. Thirty-two, sorry, uh huh. Crazy, isn't it? I know. It's good how it all works out. But with when Champa and Gargano lost at the SummerSlam takeover. There was, it was quite obvious to viewers that Gargano could have tapped out. He saw he could have grabbed the ropes and he didn't. And there was this, will they, will he, won't he, with Champa thinking, if they lose again, is Champa going to lose the rag? Especially after Gargano beat him at the Cruiserweight Classic. It turned out that wasn't the case. They won in one of the best NXT tag title matches there has been. And a very iconic moment. I know you're a fan of moments where Dash and... Um, Dash and Dawson. Dash and Dawson were stopping each other from tapping out. Just pick, like, I could hang that picture up on the wall. My wife would probably say, take it down. But <laughs> uh, So it was all going swimmingly for them. And then Authors of Pain came in. Wait, hold on. You're jumping a little too fast because I want to talk about some of that. Okay. Because number one, I love how you bring up that we were wondering if Chomp was going to turn on his ass because this was about the time they started doing the glorious bombs where they would on on oh, Twitter that's right. they would record Bobby Roode somewhere and play the music and mm-hmm. just stare and laugh right mm-hmm. so they had they were starting a real big um, Twitter following that of course they've grown substantially since then but there was um, um, Kevin Owens going into 33 maybe jumping the gun on the years here but remember when Kevin Owens had the Festival of Friendship with Chris Jericho yep. and he smashed Jericho onto the TV. There, they released a picture of Gargano taking the TV out of their living room, looking uh. at Ciampa and Ciampa was like, why? Because <laughs> he knew this is going to happen to me yep. sooner than later. Um, the summer slam, the Brooklyn, the TakeOver Brooklyn pay-per-view match they had with the Revival and then the TakeOver Toronto match that was a two-hour three falls. You said one of the best NXT tag team matches ever. You're underselling it. It's one of the best tag team matches ever. Not just just in NXT, 
Yes, not just NXT, not just WWE, not just America. That is one of the greatest tag team matches ever wrestled. Put that up there with the uh, with the Midnight's versus the Rock and Rolls. Put that up there with Hardy's, Christian, mm-hmm. and Edge, and Dub. Put that up there with all of them, bro. It is beautiful, and I love moments. And normally I roll my eyes at the hokey shit, and because the whole Dash and Dawson grabbing each other's hands was hokey as fuck. But it was beautiful in the moment because the beauty of the revival or what they call them now, FTR. Yep. Beauty of them as a tag team is they are truly a tag team in the vein of Tully and Arn mm-hmm. or of or in the vein of Bobby and uh um Oh my god, the Midnight Express. I can't remember Bobby's tag team partner right now. I'm I'm blanking, I'm sorry. Right. But the the Midnight Express in that the sum is greater than uh-huh. the parts. They are one entity. So exactly so it would make sense that to to they would all, always reach for each other together because together they can beat anything and then there's that cathartic moment of them ta- tapping mm-hmm. beautifully done beautifully done and then yes the bus all showed up paul ellering found two new goons and said no we're killing these vanilla midgets <laughs> i i'm going to say rest in peace but they've not died they've just been let go Authors of pain. I they, look. They got to do something, right? They're too good to just not wrestle again. I know, but they're they're plagued with injury. Well, my God, they're six foot four, three hundred pounds, and they wrestle like they're one hundred and sixty five. Yes, and and remember, they didn't just walk out of the, out of the house and say, "Yeah, let's go wrestle." Like Razor was like a wrestle fought like seven MMA fights. And Aiken would have been, he was going to be like, uh, I think he's from Algeria. I think he's the one who was going to be like in the Olympics for them in wrestling. Like they've had lives. So <laughs> this is like built up, mm-hmm. you know? So, but they got, somebody got to sign them. Like send you, you want to, you want to, you want to draw money? Mm-hmm. Send them to New Japan. Because they need a tag team scene. Well, they need a tag team, but Japan loves horses. Mm-hmm. Watch them go demolish everybody. You will draw money. I'm telling you. It's a good point. When they're able to go, but that's a good... I suppose they could do the, the American show that they've got as well, couldn't they? Oh, New Japan Strong, they could, yeah. That's a possibility. So we'll, we'll, we'll contact the new president of New Japan and tell them to sign them. Well, look, only if they give me my 15% cut as a manager's fee. <laughs> Or I'll take a 5% finder's fee. Doesn't Paul Ellering have first dibs on that? Paul Ellering's a little busy right now. <laughs> I, well, I don't know what he's doing, honestly. <laughs> I was about to I say, don't know what he's uh, doing. that sounds very ominous. Uh, that would be cool if Paul Ellering, like, if they hook back up with Paul Ellering on the Indies or wherever they decide to do, mm-hmm. that would be cool. But I don't know if Ellering wants to he wants to make the towns anymore. No, that was I think part of the issue of him mm-hmm. not coming on the main roster. As I don't know if he wants to make the towns. No, he was quite happy just to go to Florida, and the odd. Well, he lives in Orlando, doesn't he? Uh huh. And the odd takeover from there, but he didn't want to do the Mondays. That's why he was not seen again. But we've kind of strayed off topic a bit. But the. There was this back and forth between DIY and the revival for many months, and 
authors of pain came and upset the apple cart, upended it to the point where you got the la- that ladder match. Champa going into it with very um, with his ankle was it? He so he he tore his ace. he hurt something in the in the match. But yes, he went to, he went into the match with something hurt, didn't he? He went You're into right. the match with a broken, not a broken ankle, but a torn ligament or something in his leg. So this was after it's they lost. Insane. The triple Go threat. back and watch that match and think that man wrestled half the match with the torn ligament and then wrestled the other half with the torn ACL. Mm-hmm. He's insane. And then the, the stuff that happened afterwards as well. So so at the end, when, when he, we'll get into the turn, mm-hmm. but at the end when he finished and you see him sit and like take one big sigh. He was like, "I ain't gotta walk no more." Thank God. Uh huh. Aye. <laughs> that that wasn't him acting. That was just genuine. Oh, thank God! Right, I'll just limp to the back and collapse in a heap somewhere. Yep. But what I liked about that is Gargano, and it was still quite a a bad bump to the face. Gargano took a ladder to the face to save Champa, and even with that. Champa was hell-bent on making sure that Gargano knew, listen, this is my moment now. Like, even even in Gargano's selfless act, Champa saw that as selfish. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the turn a bit because I want to, I really, you, you asked me at the beginning of this, what was the moment I realized that he was something special? And I, I gave you the Cruiserweight Classic, but the real moment is the promo he cut after this pay-per-view. But when he had to, before he left to go have surgery, right? Because um, the the turn is so well done, and it, it's this is a this is a this is a Triple H Shawn Michaels special. They love to wait to the end, and yes. and to where you've completely forgot. There's no way anything else could happen, man. The, the, the show's off. What else is on right now? And then like last minute, boom! Yeah, should have been paying attention. And I don't think there's a man alive. I don't think there's a person alive who thought that Ciampa was going to turn on the guard at that moment. Because they they were truly perfect for each other. You know how they say opposites attract, right? Uh-huh. Well, Gargano and Ciampa were just that. They worked perfectly. They were opposites. They did it their way. They came up very similar, but yet couldn't be more different. They lived together. You know what I mean? It, like... You know, it was. You could almost argue that they were they were Candace's sister husbands. You know, <laughs> like like it. They were they were. It was just a, it, they were perfect. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then I remember I'm going back in the, in my mind and looking back at the match, and I remember the spot that I think tore his ACL when they did the dual jump off of the ladders, yeah, yeah. and Champa dumbass missed the entire damn table. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> and, oh, and I'm thinking, like, if I don't, I don't want to jump the gun if I am, because I'm going to go to the promo. Am I okay. jumping the gun? It's fine. Just extemporaneous. Just talk, talk freely. Um, in the promo, the pro, I love, I love as a comic book nerd, as a storytelling fiend. I love villains who aren't maniacal. I love villains who think they're right and think that everything they're doing is is correct. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody else is wrong. And in many cases, they are right. It's just how they go about it. Mm-hmm. Champa, think about what Champa said. Champa said, I killed myself for you. I tore my ACL for you in that match. And like you said, and you still wanted the moment for yourself. But more importantly, I knew that while I was gone, nobody would care. They all cared about you. Yes. And what's the very next thing that happened? Gargano had the title match against Andrade right after he got hurt. And what? so, uh, not the title match, but he had the match against Andrade. But he yeah. like he was like uh-huh. on, you know what I'm saying, on that upturn because Gargano was always going to get pushed individually. That was when Zelina, knew- Zelina threw the DIY t-shirt at Gargano, didn't she? Yes. Well, you know, Gargano and, and, and Johnny fought twice on takeovers. One time mm-hmm. originally, and then they came back and they did it for the title yep. when Chopper came back. But um, the five-star match, the the, the, the dr- dreaded five-star. Oh. <laughs> um, the dreaded five-star. Bum, bum, bum. But the point about Chopper saying, y'all got to forget about me. So I had to do something for myself. I sacrificed everything, and we've kind of went through that in this conversation. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his 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 individuality. He sacrificed potential money. He sacrificed everything about himself for the good of the team. And Gargano never sacrificed anything. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Gargano's going to be good whether whatever happens. He's the one that had to prove it. Yeah. Right. And so that was as much about the fans as it was Gargano. And you hear it and it just sounds like a run of the mill heel promo until you actually think about the shit he's saying and you put it with factual evidence. And that wasn't that was a babyface promo, if we're being yeah. honest. They're, they're my favorite heels as well, because there is a lot of truth in what they're saying. And if they're saying it with conviction and there is fact behind it, then it's it's going to resonate. Those promos will resonate. And it was going for... It was... Was it May? May that the injury happened? Was it May? No, because he, he got hurt in Chicago, right? Uh-huh. Chicago is usually the May or June pay-per-view takeover. So it had to be June. Yeah. Right. It had to be June, yeah, because uh, because the 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 one before at uh, Takeover WrestleMania was it was, it was the triple That's right. Um. So yeah. So this was in June, and he didn't come back. Come back until January. That's right. And then didn't wrestle until April. And when he was out, he had work on his knee and both shoulders. Is that right? Yeah, because he had um, some lingering issue with his shoulders. And, uh-huh. you know, while we're at it, Me as well. it. Mm-hmm. And he came back that night after Gargano wrestled his heart out, sold the, the dazed and confused look that he does every single time, more often than not with some snot hanging out of his nose as well. <laughs> well, those double knees by Andrade to the outside post oh, oh, might have knocked him loopy for real. Oh, like, that was true. vicious. It was a vicious match. It was, it, we're saying dreaded five stars, but it was a, an exceptional encounter between the two. There's no doubt in that. I think that was a turning point where 
for many a takeover, the main event, the, the NXT title match, best match of the night. And I f- still, to this day, believe that NXT Philadelphia is one of the better takeover pay-per-views because each match gets better as the night goes on. It doesn't peak early. You don't have the best match being first. It just gets better and better, and that's what I loved about it. And the big exclamation point at the very end, Champa comes out with the crutch. His arms, he has been he has been doing double time at the gun show because his arms, his neck, his shoulders, that's some major weights work going on there. Come back, his, his beard is an absolute mess. That too, uh-huh. <laughs> we're not gonna say what, we, what uh-huh. I just showed. We're not gonna show Clive on on camera uh-huh. because we like we like Champa. We're uh-huh. not gonna do that to him. Uh, beards an absolute <laughs> mess. What? I was gonna say, let's just say Champa left the cruise waiting, came back about the size of Triple H. So uh-huh. <laughs> he was on the Jinder Mahal diet. Oh my! I'm, look, yes, they probably worked out together. <laughs> Went to the same juice juice joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the um, Biggie Smalls juicy? It was all the dream. <laughs> anyway, he came back looking like a tank, and his eyes were just full of malice, evil, and revenge. So that story started playing out, and then we got the first of the many matches between the two at that WrestleMania, the WrestleMania takeover. Well, before that, remember, Gargano got one more match against Andrade. On TV? On TV, in center stage in Atlanta. And that's when Ciampa started the bye-bye chant, because the match was, if Gargano wins, he wins the title. If Andrade wins, Gargano has to leave NXT. And didn't Ciampa and Gar- actually intervene this time? Ch- Ciampa didn't intervene. Because if he would have intervened, it would have been disqualified. But right. he came out and distracted him. And uh, Andrade right. won. And then after the match, he caught him with the, the with crutch. the uh, crutch. And then that's when the whole bye-bye started because he was waving bye-bye because uh-huh. he was gone from NXT. Yep. And obviously, with it being an, an unsanctioned match first, I can understand why people would have issue with that. But I think it fitted the story well. It made sense from that side of things that Champa. Champa put his life on the line for Gargano and had to walk away for, well, limp away for six or seven months. So Champa's going to do his very best to make sure that Gargano is not there when he returns so that he gets all the focus. And the match, the, the unsanctioned match, a grisly number. The the callbacks were wonderful with the crutch being used as a weapon. The, the knee brace been used as the final torque to get the submission in. That was just absolutely delicious, delicious stuff. And but the best part was when it looked like Champa was going to say, "Okay, let's be friends again," and they sit down in the exact same pose as a cruiserweight classic. That that moment, this has been building for and, that long. And Johnny was like, "Wait a minute, should I?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Champa, the dastardly bastard he is, <laughs> was like, nope. Right. Just, Let me explain how vicious the match was to you. Okay. The match was so vicious that five minutes into the match, Champa was powerbombed from the from the ring to the outside on the concrete. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a spot that's saved for the end of matches. This was uh-huh. five minutes in. 
<laughs> that, that sums Champa up. He is vicious. Many of his bigger matches have had something that's incredibly violent happen in them. Because in the next one, the next match, the Chicago Street Fight, he did an, an air raid. This, this is hold on, because I just want I want to I want to build up to the greatest spot in oh, the history oh of I. professional oh, wrestling. We'll get there. Don't you worry about that. Oh, 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 oh. oh and we forgot we we glossed over one amazing amazing point at the at uh New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Is uh I think it's in New Orleans. Yeah, it's got to be New Orleans. Whatever Takeover Mania was when they had the unsanctioned match, yep. the greatest the greatest entrance in NXT history. Oh, of course. The, the no entrance, no music, just a whole bunch of booze and fuck you, champers. It was it's music to my ears. See, I was watching that with my children in the room, and I had to mute it. Oh my god, no! I can't imagine. Really, I had to mute it because it was just very clearly fuck you, champa. <laughs> And while I, while it was silent, I was secretly thinking to myself, "That is absolutely amazing." Just it, it, it's it's huge. Whoever quote. had the idea to to say no music, mm-hmm. bravo! The huge jacket, the massive beard, standing in the ring, doing the DIY taunts to mock Gargano. Oh, and then he walked slower than the Undertaker. Like that's uh, pretty slow. <laughs> it went. It was on for minutes, and the fuck you, Trampa chance. I, I I want to watch that back so I can actually hear it because it wasn't just so. It wasn't just the fact that my children were in the room. My wife was as well, so I really had to. Just if they didn't know what was being said, I did, and she will have known as well. So the beauty of it is, I I've recently rewatched this match, and the chance are still there. Because you can't you can't cut the crowd off, mm-hmm. you know. So you can still hear. It's not as pronounced as it was that night, but you can still hear it, and it's it's just as beautiful in its rewatch as it was the first night. And it was a rare occasion where it's it's cool to cheer the heel these days. And after a time, Champa was cheered by many, but on that night he was public enemy number one, and he was despised by the masses. That is a hard thing to do in today's wrestling world. So I think of this match, and I instantly think of the homie James from One Nation Radio. Right. Because James, at this point, if he would have saw Gargano like at a gas station, not Gargano, Ciampa at a gas station, he would have jumped his ass. Mm-hmm. Like It was real on-site beef with Ciampa. Because it is... For a while, James Boyd didn't even mention Ciampa by name. He just called him the dude. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Dude, when you hate somebody so much, you don't even acknowledge their presence. That's fantastic. Uh, I forgot all about that. It is just, he. that is heel, what, that is what a heel should be. Mm-hmm. Which we have all these conversations, and I know I'm going on a tangent again, I'm sorry. We have these conversations all the time about who's the best heel, who's the best face, right? And every heel we say, Somebody like him. No. A heel's job is not to be liked. If you like the heel, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the stuff Edge was doing against John Cena, nobody, like, um, well, John Cena maybe, but like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, Edge is your boy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed where, those times, to be honest with you. 
<laughs> there were points where nobody, like, he, there was no redeeming qualities about Edge. Triple H, 2000. You know what I'm That's a good one. Yes. The night he destroyed Ric Flair, when he came back from uh, getting his ass beat by Batista. That's right, uh-huh. Yeah, nobody. So, like, don't, that's that's what a heel's supposed to be. But we've gotten to this point where we don't judge what we watch. We judge what we can we judge what we think wrestling wrestling people will watch. So we're judging on, oh, well, their work rate was wonderful and your character work was mad. Man, look, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. And Champa made you feel more vigor and hate and disdain than any wrestler in me in recent times. Nobody, there's nothing, what was that, 2017? Uh-huh. 2018. 2018. Since then, you tell me, From just, just forget real life like because Lars is like a piece of shit real life here <laughs> Lars Sullivan man just I'm sorry the, the homie Mitch <laughs> uh, just on television just on what you see in the in the context of the television show is there any wrestler that's made you feel as much disdain as Ciampa did in 2018 I don't think there is well maybe Roman Reigns okay okay I can accept that I can accept that, but, but that's new. There, there, that's like last month. There was an underlying appreciation for that. That wasn't just hatred. Oh. That was a wow. Oh, that was a, that was literally the very definition of the word an awesome moment. Um, maybe Randy Orton. He's been pretty okay. despicable this year, but and for the grand scheme of things, no, and not especially when you take into account what happened in Chicago. The greatest moment in NXT wrestling history. I want I want a picture of this framed in my house, and I don't have a wife, so she can't throw it away. Just first of all, there was a spot in that match where Champa did that air raid crash onto Gargano on the commentary table, but left all the stuff there—the iPads, the clipboards, bottles, yeah, the mics. Yeah. That inflicts the most damage possible. That's how heels should be operating when it comes to destruction of furniture. That was very vicious physically, but emotionally and mentally. I actually brought this up with my wife the other day and she agreed because she was sickened by it. <laughs> it was <laughs> spitting on Johnny Gargano's wedding band. And it wasn't just any spit. It was a a frothy, yellowing, mucus-encrusted loogie. Rances I'm giving bottom. a standing ovation. And then he threw it away. <laughs> In the crowd! <laughs> that, look, look, okay, stop. Stop. I know I'm, a, I know I'm a, as, as my brother Clive would call me, a cheeky bastard, right? I know this. I understand that I have irredeemable qualities about me because I love heels. I know it. I accept it. Nothing has popped me harder in a match than this moment because it is so despicable. It is so bad. I don't. You look. The only thing that I can compare it to is JBL giving Eddie Guerrero's mama heart attack in El Paso. Oh, like that's the closest thing I can think. No. What else can you do? That's just as bad. I mean, I don't. 
I don't mean to belittle belittle your opinion, right? But I think in this one, it's you understand how brutal it is if you're a married man. Oh, look! I acknowledge it's horrible. I'm not. That's why I love it. It's 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 the it's the most dis- disgusting, despicable thing a human being can do, which is why it's beautiful. Because it's because in that moment, again, we talked about moments, right? Mm-hmm. In that moment, that is the most irredeemable thing he could have done in that moment. He could have pulled his he could have pulled his dick out and pissed on him and wouldn't <laughs> have got heat like he did with the wedding ring. That's that's all I'm saying. So I, I I know where you're coming from, and my heart goes out to you because look, that's you got kayfabe, sir. I I feel mm-hmm. you. I get it. I get it. But just just like just in the writing of it, in the thought process of what can I do to piss them off? Mm-hmm. A plus plus. It you you it don't get no better, or mm-hmm. I guess technically it get no worse. It's it was a a peak or. The opposite of a peak in terms of character. That's horrendous. And I don't, you're right, I don't, we may as well just stop recording now because that is the best thing he's done. <laughs> just about. I, I, you know, I, and it's sad to say, you know what? What's crazy is we ain't even, we haven't even got to the title reign yet. So, yes, while this may be the best moment he's done, my God, the things he did. Let's keep going. There's so much more to talk about. <laughs> See, that's the thing with the title. He had done so much emotional damage to Gargano that Gargano took it to took it within himself to try and get revenge. And that all that did was give Trampa the title on TV that time against Alistair Black. And it was a very big moment. I believe it was taped and spoilers had leaked about it as well. So the, there was a big, like, right, this is actually happening. We know it's going to happen. And it did. And Gargano looked like an absolute fool throughout all of this. He looked as if he was more interested in what Champa was doing and winning back the love of his wife. Um, he, well, that's right, because this is about the time Candace started getting involved with the story. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. He looked like a fool in the last man standing match because he sprinted into an obstacle, a hazard. It's like... Uh, I loved it. I love dumbass. I love seeing Kagano look like an idiot. It gives me great, great joy. Uh, but the title reign started, and it it wasn't actually that long. Technically, it was only two pay per views, two takeovers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the War Games match against the, the guy Patrick. Um, who said he's probably not tough enough? But it was a it was a good pop that one, and then Alistair Black. So he was kept away from Gargano for a while, and the, t- the title. Well, then. You say that, but remember the t- there's supposed to be the title match against him and Gargano at WrestleMania pay per view of 2019. But that's when he was his neck was done, hmm? and he couldn't do the. He couldn't do the remember me thing anymore. Remember me? Like, when he attacked Champa before he got injured. Before he went away, oh, yeah. I did this yeah, yeah, so yeah, that you was remembering it, me. But this time he wasn't even allowed to take a bump. Yeah. So you need yeah, fixed now. 
So that was, yeah, a, it was bad. A, a sad case. And it was sad because we ended up getting the trilogy of excess between Gargano and Adam Cole. Which just Look, get... man. <laughs> yes. So in three matches, there were seven falls. <laughs> oh. And then, and then the second match, that was the one fall. It like literally every everybody in the city of Bridgeport, Connecticut, like came out mm-hmm. and tried to, to try to stop Gargano. Gargano was. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Do you know it's something I've never seen? Okay, uh, let me let me see if I can think of a bit. You know what? Imagine if imagine if you seen Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. You remember the part where Thanos is fighting like all the heroes by himself? Mm-hmm. Imagine if Thanos was the good guy. That's what it Thanos was, like. was Gargano. <laughs> like all the Avengers trying to fight him and losing was the undisputed era and everybody that came out that night. And it's ridiculous that he See, just no sold everything. That's why I take issue when people were upset that Rhea Ripley won that War Games match or that Roman Reigns kicks out of 50 finishers to win his matches, Gargano took on an army. He took cannons from a pirate ship to the face, point-blank range, and was still kicking out of them. Just total excess. I know a lot of NXT's main events and their big marquee matches are very work-rate heavy, and they can go on for half an hour. But these three matches, they were just... It was just incessant. And I remember not actually really enjoying the first the first match that they had, the one with all the carry-on at WrestleMania weekend, because I felt the first match, of the, the first fall of the first match, was just pure robots, robotic. Uh, Kip-up, roll-through, schoolboy, super-kick, super-kick. Like, there was nothing, no emotion there. It was just... We're doing this in auto autopilot. I didn't get anything from that first match, so it went from nothing, just sheer autopilot to Gargano taking on about fifty warriors. So to be fair, because you're right, you're spot on. But to be fair, there was no heat between Gargano and Cole anyway. There wasn't. There wasn't. You know, and so all that happened in that first match with Cole winning led to the real heat at Bridgeport in Connecticut at 25 when Gargano finally won no Gargano won first and then Cole won 25 Gargano Gargano won it oh, oh do I have it flipped then yeah you've got it flipped oh okay well I'm, look it's so many damn falls my bad look it's so <laughs> many falls it's easy for me to get it mixed up <laughs> it's alright it's fine I, d- I did enjoy um, must admit the, the last Stipulation that they had where it was just a cage full of weapons from an Acme warehouse. I did enjoy that just for the sheer nonsense of it. More, uh, you know, there's a thing on Twitter going on right now saying normalize such and such for such and such. Normalize mat- cage matches with weapons inside of it. I enjoy that. Or normalize whoever books the women's cage matches in NXT for every cage match. <laughs> Yes, please. Best cage matches in the business. I'll, I'll I'll say this. Outside of them, Wardlow versus Cody was a really good cage match. 
I have not seen that much. I really like the cage that AEW used them. Yeah, that tall ass cage that looks like it's about forty feet tall. Uh-huh. It's kind of it gives you that hell in a cell vibe, but at the same time, you know it's a cage. It's a good a good contraption that one. See, while we're on the subject of matches, can wrestling companies please stop doing the following: battle royals, lumberjack matches, pull aparts, or big brawls? I don't know if it's just me. But it feels like there has been more of these during this pandemic than before. Well, they're easy tropes. They're easy tropes to those to give extra people something to do and to make something feel bigger. Like, okay, let's say, okay, we're gonna put we're gonna put uh, Cunning Clive against Ray Cash, right? Those that's that's the that's the match. But they've never they've never crossed paths. But you know, both of them are badasses. Well, give us a pull-apart brawl, all of a sudden this feud feels big. It's just a simple booking mm-hmm. trope, and the fact that it's used too much, it, the, the problem with those is if you the more you use them, the less they they matter. So to your point, yes, it, it's annoying now because they're used all the time. It's, it's not that they're used to further storylines, it's that they're used when both WWE and AEW have had outbreaks. Like, okay. I see what, yeah. Like, I don't. I don't mind the lumberjack and brawls and pull aparts in and of themselves at all. I think they're great. But come on, we're supposed to be social distance, and you're lucky you're you're able to wrestle at all, and you're doing twenty twenty five people within ten square meters of each other. Fuck's sake! Oh, oh, you didn't know the president cured COVID. I thought you figured that out. Uh, and let's move on <laughs> before we get in trouble oh we'll be in trouble <laughs> for something else don't worry fair enough right. so NXT was soldiering along doing well for itself in the lead up to the USA debut and I be- was it the first night no it wasn't the first night the Champa came very back very first the very night first one because the very first night because um what uh, Cole wrestled Riddle earlier in the night, and I believe the main of the main event was the Street Profits versus the Era. Roddy, uh, not Roddy, but uh, Cool Kyle and 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 Bobby, mm-hmm. and they won. And then there was a big brawl or something that happened, or they were celebrating in the ring, and Cole was had come out to clap with him. So no, this might have been the, this might have been the second one. No, this was the this was the first one with AEW. Yes, there were two weeks beforehand because you had the Matt Riddle, Killian Dane street fight that had to be a rematch the next week, and then it was Riddle and Cole. And Cole is just clapping his ass away, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you hear the beep beep. Oh, oh and my God! Please go, oh, please explain it because I know this is one of your favorite moments. Like I give Ricky a a harsh time for watching Bray Wyatt promos constantly, but I wore out my phone, my thumbs <laughs> and my eyes watching that back over and over and over, just waiting for the the that beep, 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 and I'm, my ears were bleeding as well because I was listening back to it because I am sure I heard a woman scream in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> You probably did just, Anything's possible at full sale just the sheer 
shock of it all and he comes out and he slithers out and he's not in a rush he's not in a rush to batter anyone and apart from the very end who or what does he only have eyes for? Goldie just and his music's screaming and the, the lyrics no one will survive are playing over and over again just perfect lyrics when and this was when NXT had went live two hours it was a feverish a feverish atmosphere for those first few months in full sail when they went to USA and that was just a a big big goosebump moment for me oh delicious absolutely delicious so you know you know now when Heyman comes out with Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and all he's looking at is the championship like if you watch him come out like he's staring at the title while he's on his shoulder and then he raises up and the pyro goes up and Heyman's just staring oh, at the belt you know what that means don't you oh Brock's coming oh. back <laughs> is that what it is Brock Roman number 35 uh, oh god <laughs> but that's what that reminds me of that reminds me of when somebody's so tied in mm-hmm. to an, an inordinate ad- object and what Goldie means to Ciampa the character because see even when Ciampa was a face or a good guy he's not a good person nope. he has only one goal he wants Goldie mm-hmm he just happened to be against the piece of shit guys, the bad guys. Um, yeah, that was that was a that was all time great, it, like closing moment of of a television show. Fantastic. Uh-huh. That was in the lead up as well to the Survivor Series, where thanks to some hostage situations, NXT invaded SmackDown that night. And oh, wait, wait a minute! <laughs> Do not cite Hugo Savinovich, sir. <laughs> Oh, I'm citing Big Davy Boy. Oh, okay. I got you. Right. Sorry, I just saw a thing saying I get I get Google News updates and it said Amazon Prime Day causing cyber criminals to prey on the unwary. So with that in mind, uh, that's when you hear this, it's the second day of Amazon Prime Day, so please be wary of cyber criminals. PSA for you here on the uh, the Clive and Rance wrestling show. Good man, and while and while we're at it, want to plug, want to throw a plug out since you're already talking about buying shit. What kind of plug? Don't you have to plug Manscaped? Oh, that's on hold at the moment. Oh, okay. Scratch that. Scratch it. Uh, judge, scratch that. Scratch that from the record, please. Don't scratch it because we'll end up getting Dolph Ziggler's theme tune. <laughs> Dog, we had to deal with that for like six months. It's just the most annoying thing for no reason. He's one that's actually just there's no redeeming qualities about him. I just he's a dick. <laughs> he's good at being a dick though. Yeah. That see that he's very he's fantastic at his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Yes, so we got Survivor Series coming up. The the takeover, um, the not takeover pay per view wise, but the actual NXT takeover of uh-huh. main roster WWE. So while All everyone, while so the, oh. while everyone is in the ring celebrating the fact that they've just usurped the throne of main roster, well, Champa about this. Champa is just looking at Adam Cole's title from the opposite now, my, end of the ring. This is right after Adam Cole beat Daniel Bryan clean in the ring for the NXT title. 
mm-hmm. on SmackDown on Fox, and Ciampa is just staring at the NXT title. And see, the beauty of it is, if Vince McMahon was Vin, was Vince there that night, I think he was. I mean, Vince was probably there back. Well, yeah, Vince, Vince ain't missed no NXT on Fox. They got too much money. I was just he thinking, if if Vince saw what Ciampa did. He would not looking at the hard cam. He would have chewed him out. <laughs> he may have chewed him out until Paul, Uncle Paul, told him, "We got a pay per view to build." Because uh-huh. see, this is the thing that's important: the, the the Survivor Series build with the the plane being held, not hostage, involved made it, and he had to get involved so deeply to the point where their build to their pay per view was stifled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're better the war games, and all the war games participants got to work together to fight Ron SmackDown, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I still hate you though." It, so it was quite that one moment, right? That one moment built, continued to build heavily and strongly to Undisputed Era versus Champa's Army or whatever, whatever crazy name they would have given back in Survivor Series nineteen eighty nine or some shit. Yep. Chompers cronies some, some stupid like that So the Survivor Series match itself was good but it was the war games the night before and Well don't don't gloss over Survivor Series for one reason Look at the captains of each of each show Of each Survivor the Series? Of, the captain of Survivor of Raw Survivor Series team was Seth Rollins mm-hmm. The captain of Smackdown Survivor Series team was Roman Reigns the captain of NXT's Survivor Series team was Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. So this man is standing tall and put on the same wavelength. And Ciampa and Keith Lee were put in the same breath and wavelength as the two biggest stars in the company, hell-wise. Yeah. I've just for one or two nights, but it happened. Keith Lee's obviously doing well at the moment. I think Chumba's issue, as we'll get to, and we know so pretty unfortunately, is that you can't trust it. You can't trust his injury history anymore. No. And I think that what we saw from the War Games with the massive jump off the top of the War Games cage through a table really didn't. I don't mind very hardcore wrestling, but I really didn't need to see that, especially why he was off. No, I don't think so either. And and God bless him because he tried as hard as he could to be as safe as possible. Like he didn't let Cole's neck go until they were on the ground for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Like he really tried to be as safe as possible. Um, and he was. Yeah, like, yeah, as safe as you can be jumping off a cage to tables. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessary. And since then, okay, he's had a title shot which I, a match I enjoyed with Adam Cole and the stuff with Johnny Gargano at that takeover where they had to film it in advance and I wasn't really I didn't really get much out of that match the one that felt as if it was in black and white almost just mm. do you know the one I mean? the match with Gargano oh the cinematic match the cinematic match just didn't do much for me um well so I think Every, I was in cinematic match I'm, overkill. Well, I know you're sick of cinematic matches in general. <laughs> um, but ev- but so ev- all one of the, 
when you're building this could almost be called Tommaso Ciampa a character study because all of these have a major point in building the character psyche or dissecting the character psyche of Ciampa, right? So yes, while the match wasn't as enjoyable as anything Gargano or Ciampa has ever done, and quite frankly, I didn't think they should have wrestled each other at this at that juncture. Right. It was important because this was the first time Ciampa had ever been the hero going into the Gargano feud. Right. And this was the first that Candice took a side. So, like, there's important parts of no. it. Yeah, ultimately, it didn't really fucking matter much. They never had to wrestle again. That was positive. Uh-huh. That was positive. Um, see, see, since then, they had the match with Killer Cross. He was destroyed in a matter of minutes. And since then, he's... On one hand, I'm happy that he's resting, especially that he can't just wrestle house shows because of COVID. He's resting his neck as much as possible. He's not having to put his body through so much exertion. But on the other, I think he's been conspicuous in his absences since then from NXT and pay-per-views. Um, I Well, one, I think they're... NXT kind of soft rebooted, so they're pushing like a lot of new people: yeah. Damian Priest, and Tim Thatcher, and Bronson Reed, and Cameron Grimes, and <laughs> all these new kids. Right? There, like a lot of new people are getting pushed. And Ciampa and Gargano were kind of old guard in that you can push, you can put them in and take them out whenever you want. I was really hyped to see a potential Gargano, not Gargano, a potential Ciampa, Jake Atlas feud. I really wanted to see that little mini feud. And if you saw this past uh, Wednesday, Gargano and Kushida, oh, take e- money. Excellent match. Take take all of my money. Please. Mm-hmm. So, he like, he has a role, but he's almost become the gatekeeper now because that's the problem with guys like Cole, Gargano, and Ciampa. What do you do with them at this point? They've done everything. Uh-huh. If if they're willing, if they're not willing to go to the main roster, and I understand Champa's side of things, where it, it at the time when the public was still open, he didn't want to tour, he didn't want to have that rigorous schedule. But if you're going to stay in NXT, then you're going to have to deal with the same problems that other people have, where they're not used as much, they're much further down the card. There's different flavors of the month, as you said there, your Cameron Grimes and. Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, all these guys. But, but he, but he's home every night to see. But he's home every night he to is. see uh, Willow. So at the same time, he has tweeted or Instagrammed out that he wasn't happy that he hadn't been used. So he's going to take it into his own hands. So is he happy? Well, do you do you think that's kayfabe, or do you think that's like real Tommaso speaking? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Because there was once upon a time his Twitter game was devastating. Like he would never at someone properly, just so <laughs> narcissistic. He knew that people were looking at his tw- Twitter. He knew it. He didn't have to at them. And what what do you used to call himself? Because uh, it's it's uh, Johnny Wrestling. So he was Tommy Sports Entertainment. Oh, oh. <laughs> the greatest sports entertainer in history. It's just so good. And you know you know we we know what we glossed over. The, we glossed over his cup of coffee on the main roster. 
When was that? Oh, that's right, that's right. Jimmy Gargano got called up as DIY. And that that was a match where he powerbombed, sunset flipped Sheamus off the turnbuckle and it looked as if his leg had been Ridge Hollanded. Hey, get well soon, Ridge. Oh, why? That was... How how much does that suck that not only are you gone for about a year and a half at least, but you just got your big moment? Like, it don't get bigger NXT than feuding with Cole in the Undisputed Era and, like, the next night, Oof. It's just obviously there was whoever had he was forgiven for whatever happened with Johnny Gargano that night because that was a bad bad accident. Whether he made like whether he was at fault at all or not, that looked bad on him. It looked horrible on him, yeah. And and we know he's still green, mm-hmm. so. But that was what happened with Tony Lorcan. That was just freak accident. Can I bring up one more thing we didn't talk about? that I know you would love to kind of like you know mm-hmm. enjoy we didn't talk about the end of the Gargano Cole match not Gargano the, the Ciampa Cole match when uh, Gargano turned on yes Ciampa I enjoyed that because it was a callback to that WrestleMania 25 um, no the WrestleMania New York one it was a callback to that night where Gargano had fought off everyone and came away the victor. And it looked like Champa was doing the same and Gargano thought, no, no, no. I'm not letting that happen on my watch, ladies and gents. And just that callback, there's been many callbacks. As you said, this is a Triple H, Shawn Michaels. It's a Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. These... Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah, it's not, it's not a rivalry. It's not a programme. It's... These people are intertwined with these other characters throughout their career as part of that canon I don't forget Gargano had on a, a DIY shirt when he did it oh did he Oof. and the same kind of belt, belt issue when uh, um, didn't Alistair end up getting hit in the face of the belt when Gar- when when, uh, Gar- when uh, Ciampa won mm-hmm I know he got super kicked, but like it, there was so many callbacks in that little two minute moment that is fantastic. There are probably it's some we beautiful. didn't even realize as well. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go back and watch that. Um, so okay, I have a question for you. Okay, we've just spent an hour or so reliving the career that is Tommaso Ciampa. Where do you see him going next? What do, what do you forecast for his his future coming up? Knowing the seeds that NXT can sow now and again, I think Kyle O'Reilly will rear his head. Well, I do. When he beat up Jake Atlas, mm-hmm. Kyle did stick up for him. He did. By the way, speaking about seeds being sown. See that video that Gargano and Candice watched of Indy Hartwell helping Candice in the Battle Royal match? That was like two weeks ago. That's lovely. That's lovely. Nobody, I bet you nobody paid attention to Indy Hartwell in that match. Nobody did. And Indy Hartwell bought them the new TV that (laughs) Tegan destroyed. It's funny that Gargano said, who is she? She's 
she loses all the time and then he said I told you, I told you I've always liked that girl <laughs> this, so, there, is, so is there anything that's catching your attention to NXT right now? since Ciampa isn't really hmm. super active I am enjoying Damien Priest's run good man good He's man doing I'm, well. maybe my favourite champion besides Roman right now He's had a very good takeover run recently, actually, when you think about it. Um, what else am I enjoying? Shotzi Blackheart. Fantastic. Fantastic. Shotzi is a superstar. They know that. I think they know they got a superstar yeah. on their hands now. I think she, they've figured it out. Yeah, she's she's just she's just great fun. Agreed. Agreed. Um... Um, I am enjoying anything that Legado de, uh, de Fantasma does. I'm getting there with them. It seemed to go quite quiet with them for a while, but it's picking up pace again. I think they're waiting for the right cruiser to come along. It wasn't Swerve? You don't think it was Swerve? I, I thought it would have been Drake Maverick. Well, Drake Maverick is in the greatest tag team oh, in NXT that was... right now. He's going to get that dance over, isn't he? The dance and the song. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Drake Maverick is a testament to the wrestling business. He is everything that's good about professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. That that man is everything that he is. Throw him in the Hall of Fame now. He's just a fantastic human, fantastic wrestler, fantastic speaker, fantastic. Every, he's wonderful. Anything mm-hmm. that man chooses to do. It gets over. It's yeah. fantastic. I uh, the, the dance. I'm looking forward to seeing that dance again because it was just so shite. It's so bad, uh-huh. and he loves it. But and but you know he likes to dance because he comes out to the Bon Jovi song on the Indies, what and one? he dances the whole way to that. What Bon Jovi song is it? Um, the the main one. Uh, oh, living in a prayer. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's what he comes out to, at least in uh, ICW. Come mm-hmm. on, come on! That's your pro. That's your promotion. I hadn't been watching it when he was. It was mostly mostly progress he was in. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. It's one of the two, but they did the same damn promotion, just in different countries. They're the same thing. Well, progress has been a bit more forthcoming with the speaking out stuff, but there we go. Never mind. Uh, I, you want to you want to make a you want to make a person mad to listen to UK say that all the countries are the same? They will lose their shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've got a different accent from someone who lives twenty miles away from me. That's how crazy the accents are here. Well, look, listen to Drew, <laughs> listen to Noam Dar. Do you mean Gerard Butler? <laughs> yes, listen to him. Hell, listen to Kaylee Ray. She's kept her roots. She will never lose her roots. They are a little so they are very deep. Johnston is very close to Glasgow. That is super central Scotland accent there. By the way, shout out to her for didn't she hit like four hundred days as champ or something like that? Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad she beat Tony Storm's record. Over the moon. Tony Storm held it that long? Yeah, uh, she was just the longest reigning champ for a while. Oh well. <laughs> you, you okay, so so talk to me about this French chick with the with the booty. What's her name? Valkyrie. No, not her. It's it's another one. She's new. It starts with an A. 
Is this Amelie? NXT UK? Yeah, a Amelie or a male or a mall or something like that. I'd, I'm not sure. I've not. I've not seen the re, the reboot. I know nothing about her, but she got a wagon, sir. Just like, <laughs> judge, strike that from the record. Uh, funnily enough, I haven't seen it, which will give you a clue as to what Rance and I have discussed in our column that will be dropping this Thursday on WrestlingHeadlines.com and Chairshot.net. Where are you? Chairshot.com. Chairshot.com. Where are you? I always use your dick. Where did that and come from? Well, you know, you call, some people call their dick their head. So, always use your head. Use both of them. Use your dickhead? Yeah. yeah. But it's always use your head, you know. So. But if you can use another head too, good on you. Shout out to Lars Sullivan. Bad on him. <laughs> uh, Keep it together. You can tell we've run out of things to say about Champa, can't you? I mean, look, we we could talk we could talk way way more, but like, I don't really want to become like be super nerdy and talk about like, oh, well, you want to know why he wears uh, camo pants? And I want we don't need to go that deep. Oh, but do you remember <laughs> the, Do you remember he was wearing the Thanos T-shirt? He wore the Thanos T-shirt while Johnny Gargano wore the Captain America shirt. It was beautiful. It's fantastic. It is just one of the. Let's 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 move on because we got okay. something special for the people. Right. Well, obviously it's been a a Champa themed quiz. No. Oh, for God's sake, a Champa themed podcast. So without further ado, and with Rans previously making his intent known that he would like to host a quiz one week, it is quiz time. It's fucking quiz time with Rance and Clive and not Ricky. A fucking Thomas Champa quiz. You deserve an Oscar, sir. Or no, it's a Grammy. That's that's one for music, right? Uh huh. Yes, you deserve that, sir. Beautiful. Thank you. Um. Oh yeah, I got the quiz. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is new for me, but uh, I am excited. I have 10 questions all about the greatest sports entertainer of all time, Mr. Tommy Sports Entertainer himself. Oh, Tommy Sports Entertainment. That was fantastic. Um, I know we don't have a buzzer, but did you want to give a buzzer? It's not, it doesn't matter, but did you want to give one anyway? Daddy's home. Look at you. Look at Look me. At you. Um, okay, so I think some of these are easy because I wanted to. I didn't want to be too crazy, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. Um, first question: uh, Champa was trained by one of the most famous wrestling trainers ever. Who trained him? Hmm. No, he is not Canadian. Doesn't necessarily mean that it was someone from Canada. If it wasn't, I'm going to go out. Could be. Could be. Uh, Harley Race? No, it's a good guess. I'll give you one more. Killer Kowalski? Killer Kowalski is it. Good job. See, even though Champa is 
built and lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but he's from Boston. That will also be why Triple H was keen on Trampa. There you go. There we go. They got. They have that history. Number two, you've kind of already answered this, but there is one part of it you don't know. But Champa's WWE de- debut was actually not in NXT; it was on the main roster. What did he do? And for extra points, what was his name? During the Undertaker Muhammad Hassan feud, Tommy Champa came in as a, a lawyer. And we discussed this before we started recording tonight. I have not got a scooby-doo what his name is. So I'm going to say... I'm going to be prejudiced. And since he was a lawyer, I'm going to think that there's some Jewish name going on there. (laughs) I'll say that he kept his first name. So Thomas Goldstein. So you're going to be so mad when you hear it. Thomas Whitney, ESQ. So we'll, we'll and if you if it's his, if you know his real name, his real name is Tommaso Whitney. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but you get points because you got his you got what he did. So okay, yeah. All right, this is a softball for you, sir. You I, you got to know the answer to this. Uh, it was around the time Champa joined Ring of Honor when he started using the Psycho Killer moniker. Mm-hmm. With this, he debuted his powerbomb lung blower finishing move. Oh. What did he name this move? Was it not just the lung buster? No, sir, it has a name. The psycho killer? No, good good guess. You want one more? or no. you give, I'll give you one more. Um, the Norman Bates. <laughs> Norman Bates. No, that's that's Dexter Lewis. Oh, Dexter, um, Dexter, Dexter. Um, no, it's called Project Champa. So it was. So it was. Okay, this is the last non WWE question. Um, what what championship or championships did Champa win in Ring of Honor? World and TV did not win the world, just the TV. Okay, I remember. Want to give me a want to give me a guess at, as to who he beat and when? I know you're not a Ring of Honor guy, so I'm not expecting anything. Just curious. Uh, 2014, 2013, final battle, 2013. Good guess. Who do you think he beat? And I'll give you a hint. Who he beat is still wrestling and contracted with Ring of Honor right now. Jay Lethal? No, good guess. He lost it to Jay Lethal, but he did not beat Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal must be about 18 now, though, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Lethal Lethal is like 35 going on 60, bro. He's been (laughs) wrestling forever. He looks old now. Well, he's been, he's been in the game forever, yes. No, Matt Taven. I would never have guessed that. I remember that he left Ring of Honor by destroying a referee. Yes. Well, not just the referee, he destroyed uh, um, Ty Sinclair, too, or whoever was over Ring of Honor. Yeah, he went all out. Yeah. Good man. 
Right. If you're gonna go out, go out big. <laughs> All right. Um, Champa's first real booking in, in NXT was in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic with Johnny Gargano as his tag partner. Mm-hmm. Who did they face in the first round? Oh my God! Um... <laughs> I was just. What did you think I was gonna ask you? Who did he beat at such pay per view? Not a clue. The twenty. Right, so, 2015 then, who did they face in the first round? Uh, I'll just go with, it was American Alpha? No, it wasn't. Let me give you, I'm going to give you a hint, okay? Because they won the match. They won the match. Here's a hint. Here's a hint. The team... It's a team of strange bedfellows. They did not team together. It was two random tag team, two random wrestlers to put together in a tag team. Jason Jordan and Charisma Vacuum himself, Ty Dillinger. Well, they were an actual tag team, sir. But no, the answer is Bull Dempsey and Tyler Breeze. Oh my word! Why did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. This was probably when he was doing Bullfit. Remember, he turned face. Yep, that was funny. That. It was funny, actually. It was kind of interesting for a minute. So, the next question is, Gargano and Ciampa won that match. Who eliminated Gargano and Ciampa in the Dusty Classic? I'm going to go with Rhino and Corbin. My man, well done. That's it. Good job. Listen, listeners, say what you will about Baron Corbin, but watch Baron Corbin and Rhino versus... American Alpha from that tournament. Wild, it is one wild of, match. One of, the, one of the most beautiful um, end of days you'll ever see. It's one of the best finishing sec- sequences you'll ever see. The last two minutes was just utter chaos. Corbin's so good, just so underappreciated. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, make- okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He makes me laugh. I have to admit. Oh yeah, I love it. and and what's 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 crazy about it is Corbin is such a cool guy in real life that it, like sometimes if you follow his real life stuff, it's kind of hard to hate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Champa's wife also had a career in professional wrestling. What is she famous for? Hmm. I want to see. Costume design? No, it's close. Well, that's that's one of the things she's famous for. That's not what I'm asking, but that's close. I'm not sure then because I can't remember. Was this in Ring of Honor? Mm-mm. NXT. So uh, I'll give you one of them. You have to give me the other. I'll, 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 my last guess is that she was in Glow. No, that's not a bad guess. Um, she's not that old. Uh, Jesse Ward worked as a stage producer for WWE. Mm. But what she's famous for was she was on the second season of Tough Enough. Ah. I meant the remake of Glow. I didn't mean the actual older Glow. Yeah, I, yeah, I was hoping so, because if she's like ivory age. <laughs> Good on you, oh Champa. You know what I mean, mate? <laughs> Um, yeah, and Jesse actually had a chance to win, but she took a bad bump and had to 
leave the competition. Mm, I never knew. And that's how she ended up getting hired by WWE. Mm -hmm. All right, number eight. The story between Gargano and Ciampa as hashtag DIY was one of the most captivating stories of the past few years. They won the NXT Tag Team titles at TakeOver Toronto and lost them at TakeOver San Antonio. How many successful title defenses did they have? San Antonio was... I, I can tell you that. San Antonio was January. One them. Uh, none. Sorry. Two. Who were they? they beat the Revival twice. Did they, did they, did they fight the Revival on TV during Christmas or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Beat them twice, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I've... I, Sometimes I don't watch the Christmas episodes because it's just recaps. So I might have missed it. All right, number nine. You and I both hold Champa's run. I'm not keeping score. Are you keeping score? I, I've got 12 points so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it works for me. You're not going against anybody, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, you and I both hold Ciampa's run as NXT champion as one of our favorite championship reigns in recent memories. Who did he defend against? Okay. Patrick Clark. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. That's it. One more. North Carcano. John Gargano, yes, take over Brooklyn Four. The last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Last one, sir. Now this is this is this is the tough one. <laughs> Got to get your thinking cap on. Oh, like the other ones. Good point. <laughs> I thought these most of these were fairly easy. Some of these were. I thought. Okay. <clears throat> Champa, along with Gargano, are known as the heart and soul of NXT. As, as such, they have wrestled more takeover matches than just about any other NXT superstar. How many takeover matches has Ciampa wrestled? Right, you need to give me a bit of time here. Okay, go ahead. Um, I- so while you're doing that, I'll do the plugs. You have been listening to the Ricky and Clive, <laughs> Ricky, I'm sorry, the Rans and Clive wrestling show featuring Ricky on Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, you can follow such podcast. You can follow the show at Ricky and Clive, soon to be Ransom Clive. You can also, uh, if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever they host now on Social Suplex, you can get such great shows as One Nation Radio with Rich and Jeremy, Rich and James. Shout out to Rich being married, by the way. Congratulations, my brother. Um, keeping a strong style, the preeminent. Japanese wrestling show, a New Japan show, um, with uh, young boy uh, Josh and Jeremy, the boss. Um, you have um, Around the Ring, I believe that's, that's the name of the show, with Floyd about AEW. You have so many other shows now. <laughs> um, Grown Men Watch This Shit, the indie show, with uh, James and Jeremy. Um, or Chris and Jeremy. You have the great the Caleb got a bunch of shows now. You got the eight bit wrestling show and all of the other shows on Social Suplex. Um, 
yes, you have my name is Ray Cash, aka Ranch Morris. You can find me at, at it's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars, Black Lives Matter, of course. Um, vote. I'm in, I'm in America, so go vote. Um, I am a member of the Chair Shot Radio Network where you always use your head, either or. Pick which head you use, preferably both. Um, I am a member of the Outsider's Edge podcast at Outsider's Edge CS. If you give me the Outsider's Edge handle, whoever has it, Clive will buy you a Tommaso Ciampa shirt. I, I Did I miss anything? Uh, uh, yep, I'll get the, the Black Heart one for them. Did I miss anything? I don't know. I took my headphones off to count the takeovers. <laughs> I think I got it all. Um, yeah. What? You're hosted on Red Circle now? What is it? What do you host on the, the podcast? Red Circle, yeah. So, yeah, you can follow, go to Red Circle. You can get the show there. And, oh, every show now has their own feed. So you can subscribe to the feed and you can hit that donate button and give Clivey Boy over there some money. A webcam and my microphone clip is falling apart. And, I don't know, maybe some snacks for when I'm recording? Yes, you can You can continue to help Clive on his quest to be a fully functional house husband. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. I think I did well. I thought you said, I thought you were going to say fully fuckable. <laughs> that too. Uh, but, but, but Mrs. Clive would have a problem with that. But, you know. And we'd need to get Manscaped back on the go as well for that. <laughs> well, do, do I need to, so I don't, no, do, do I shout that out? No, no. It's just, if I want to be fully thing meet then I'll need to be groomed and tidy there you go listen thanks for doing that you didn't have to do the whole plugs for everyone but it was much appreciated no doubt it was better than mine (laughs) no nothing's better than yours (laughs) because the stops and the starts said I don't know where I'm going is a great and I know I butchered it but hey man look I'm a part of this I'm a part of this family just as much as you are even though you're the host and the producer and the editor mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else and the talent nonetheless and the talent yes but you know I want to help and I would even go so far as to say my plugs aren't better than Paul Tolley's and Paul Tolley has a time of it on Badlands trying to do those plugs I'm telling you man it's become a, it's become a thing it's become Tolley's plugs are like your quizzes and your and your jokes. It's like that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Skinner playing against, and then they're playing Freebird, and the crowd screams Freebird. Mm-hmm. God bless Tolly. I do enjoy that man. Yeah, Tolly's good people. Max <laughs> is all right, but Tolly's good people. <laughs> you know we'll get we'll get back chat from this now, don't you? Right. Um, oh, I know. I'm, he'll he'll send me a text. He's probably listening right now, some kind of way. Mm-hmm. The answer is thirteen. You cheeky scamp. Yes, that's exactly right. That's you want to name him? Uh, I'll try, or I can tell you his matches. Go ahead. Yeah, whichever. Or. See, when they started going to Big Four, I struggle with the names of the takeovers. I just think Survivor okay. Series weekend night. So if this one. The first DIY match, the one after that was the one where they won it. The mm-hmm. one after that was when they lost it to the revival. Mm-hmm. Then the triple threat, triple threat match. Mm-hmm. 
then the ladders match with Authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. Then the three matches with John Gargano. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black. Well, first it was Velveteen Dream, then Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Then War Games. Mm-hmm. Then Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Then Killer Cross. Sir, you know your champa. Now, technically, t- this is a bit where I, I, I push the glasses up on my face. I, <laughs> actually, technically, there was a takeover matches done over a couple of weeks around WrestleMania weekend and week. So that cinematic match he had with Gargano was technically a takeover, but I won't count it. Yeah, I don't either because it wasn't. It didn't have the right. appropriate name. Mm-hmm. But yes, that was a takeover match. That was essentially takeover WrestleMania. Yes, you're right. But the answer's thirteen. I'm chuffed with that. That's good. You're absolutely right. That's spot on. And every match you had was perfect, and in sequential order, no less. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yes, I do enjoy my champa. So, Rance, thank you very much for the quiz. Thank you very much for the conversation. We've been wanting to have this for a long time. Let's do Bailey next time. Let's, let's, yes, yes. Well, well, hold on. Let's do Bailey has quite a bit in the statement. Let's talk about Bailey next time. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, because you look, let me be good. Yes. Okay, right. For some time down the line, we'll do, we'll talk about Bailey, um, and thank you for the the written collaboration that we did this week as well. It's been it's been a good it's a good been a good few days for Rance and Clive Wrestling World. I like it. I like, okay, so are we going to keep Rance and Clive, or do you want to do something different for twenty twenty? Since like you do you want to change it up and like like spruce it up? You like you know how like. You know when you're on. So when you when a guy is like in his uh, having a midlife crisis, he dyes his hair or some shit. Mm-hmm. So are we gonna like put a fresh coat of hair paint on our hair or our car and change it? Up? What I might do is like that episode of Friends where Ross changed his accent. I might just start having a new accent. I got it. You do an American accent and I'll do a Scottish accent. Right. I. Oh, hoo, hoo. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh hold on hold on I got it I got it you ready mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's great Hey that's not bad <laughs> That wasn't bad either Look at you But the thing with this one go. is it's too generic And it doesn't have a uh, Destination Bro I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like Sneak into Scotland and have people believe that I'm from there. Just trying to get to the podcast. <laughs> let's let's uh, call it. Let's call it a night. Hi, hi. Okay, the new ladies and gents. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you in some form next week. See y'all later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.